You are listening to the Downtown Larned Podcast, the podcast where we aim to cultivate vision for the future of downtown Larned. We are so grateful to have you join us this week. Let's get started. Thank you for joining us today on the Downtown Larned Podcast. I had to introduce this episode because Jared messed up twice right before this. So. <laughs> yep, I just kept tripping all over my tongue. Thanks, Landon. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's no problem. Yep. No problem. Thanks for the help. Uh, well, I, I usually don't introduce, but today I am joined with our host. I'm calling him the host, Jared Smith, <laughs> and Seth McFarland from the Trail Center. So another exciting episode, um, historically speaking, uh, but ha- excited to have you both. Thanks for having me back. Yep, of course. I love sitting down with Seth. I learn so much every time. I'm just kind of along for the ride. Yeah, yeah. Seth, Seth brings so much information. It's like your your three days after recording. You're like, holy cow. Yeah, it, it, something it, just hits you. You're like, what? Whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So, um, but no, to to cue you up, Seth. Um, Today we are talking about still on the south side of Broadway, um, southeast, no, southwest side of Broadway. We're talking about current day um, budget shop, the Methodist Methodist budget shop, mm-hmm. so the one with the shake shingles on the front. Correct. Okay? Um, then we're going to be talking about City Hall. So City Hall has, has joined two old buildings together. Mm-hmm. So they, they take up two. Um, and then right next to that is the police station. Right next to that is an old antique store that's vacant, I believe. And then Cook's Customs, our newest business downtown. So a combination of, uh, what is that, three, six, six buildings today. Correct. Um, so we're going to be running through quite a bit. So we're going to try to keep it straight for you, listeners. But excited to have you. Well, thank you. I guess, Seth, go ahead. And, and uh, so the budget shop, um, that's a relatively small building. Um, what what is its origin story with with that four thirteen address? So in the eighteen eighties, and that entire section of of the block was all basically a wood framed, and then by the you know, approximately the late eighteen eighties, um, you see all of that disappear, and all of a sudden, you know, brick is being manufactured in Larned, and that the rest of that block then becomes brick. That building, that center of the block, including that address, was um, more or less abandoned. It was it was just an empty lot. Um, but then, once uh, Schnack begins manufacturing the uh, the fired brick here, um, then you start to see that part of the the that part of the block being uh, filled in. Man, so, so that was that was probably some valuable real estate open up opening up there right next to the railroad first block in. It was, uh, yes, yes, and uh, you start to see the uh, number of two-story buildings, and so your primary floor would be, you know, main business, and then your secondary or the second floor would be uh, usually offices um, or residence, just depending on on which of those buildings. But four thirteen, for instance, um, that was originally a fruit and confectionery, and uh, that was the King Grocery uh, along about the early nineteen hundreds. Um, and they prided themselves because they were the only grocery in Larned that also did auto delivery. So that meant that they were able to afford a, um, a vehicle to actually deliver your, your groceries to your front door, Really, which, you know, today or, you know, within the last five years, you know, you've started to see a resurgence of that throughout mm-hmm. our country, but that was something that they were doing early on. Right. It's that, you know, I think that that's a newer concept. 
um, for a youngin like me, I, I, with COVID, you know, that kind of sparked that. So I wonder, just get, ultimately out of convenience, is mm-hmm. the reason why they had that that service available? I would I would assume so. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Wow. Cool. You know, the auto industry is really hitting Larned at that point. You start to see the roads being improved, so they probably decided to uh, be entrepreneurs and jump on that opportunity. Yeah. So DoorDash is not an yeah. original yeah. idea. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Um, a lot of uh, people recognize that building because, as you mentioned, that shake shingle. And that was put on uh, mid-century. And that was uh, built because of the Palace Clothier. They were a Western wear shop. And then today, of course, now that building is occupied by the, the Methodist ladies who when was the budget the, shop. What time frame are you looking at the Western shop? Uh, I believe that was uh, – I don't remember the specific dates, but um, probably 1950s to the 70s. Okay. Yeah. They put that on, huh? Mm-hmm. Cool. And um, then right next to that, um, we have an address called 413 and a half. So I would assume that meant that they were in the apartment upstairs. But Jay Carr had his insurance company out of there. Oh, okay. And that was around 1932. J.A. Carr, mm-hmm. 1932 mm-hmm. insurance. Hmm. Very cool. So we're talking upstairs still. Then. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. And then moving on to the next. Uh, so 415. Um, at one point, that was a separate address, and that's now part of City Hall. But at, uh, if you look at um, City Hall from Broadway, you can see there are two distinct uh, brick buildings there that uh, at one time they were they would eventually be combined. And that wasn't uncommon with all of these buildings. Uh, we were talking earlier that you know it wasn't unusual for a building to be either divided or then uh, turned into a single business later on. Right. So you're talking. Uh, looking looking at at it today, we're mm-hmm. talking about the south building of Lorned City Hall. So on the on the main level of City Hall, there's there's a nice gray stucco facade, uh, but it spreads across two buildings. So if you look above, we're talking about the south, the Correct. south side. Correct. And that one was originally uh, it was just like four thirteen. Um, that was originally a, a vacant lot um, that was then rebuilt with brick. Um, that was it housed a grocery and a meat. Uh, locker and then there was a note that at the back of that that they actually had a gas engine inside the building and uh, they used that for a sausage machine and it specifically says that on the insurance map and that was around the there again around the turn of the century that's see we had doordash and the first smoked sausage from from all the gasoline (laughs) (laughs) Uh, then the elite cafe was listed at that address about 1921 and uh, a Phoenix barbershop. The next address then is we've got 417. So this is basically the north side of City Hall. Where you walk into today, I believe. Correct. The the only entrance, yeah. Mm -hmm. And originally there was the Barber's Cash and Drug Store. Um, They also sold, um, of course, pharmaceuticals. Uh, There was a jewelry store, 1884. Uh, The interesting thing on this is, you know, this is right before Larned puts in, installs their their public plumbing down through Broadway and then also at the intersection of 5th. And uh, what you see there is that there was a a well out in front. Um, There was a well and a pump out in the middle of what would be modern day Broadway. And then there was one at the back of that building too, out would have, you know, back in the the alley. Um, But, you know, they needed water. And so there, at that point, there were three different wells on the map. And two of those were right there at the, uh, at each end of that building. It was it was on the road or was it on more like the side, what would be the sidewalk? It would have probably been, you know, at, 
at the sidewalks at that time were, were plank. So a lot of your sidewalks were pretty wide. And so this would have been right at the edge of the sidewalk, probably mm-hmm. a watering trough. One in, um, the, one in the front, one in the back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, that, that would be a quite the location as well. Cause are, are, I mean, are you talking horses at this point? I don't even know. Uh, 1880s. Yes. You would have been talking horses. Okay. So, so water would have been in high demand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, then eventually once Broadway's paved over, you know, um, that would all disappear. But if you had an archaeologist come in, that would be one of the first places to start excavating if you were in Broadway. Wow. Um, only because, you know, it wasn't uncommon. Well, I say, I say that, but, uh, you know, also I've heard uh, a lot of your refuse would have been dumped back in the alleyway. They didn't have public plumbing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you didn't want to just dispose of your trash out in the front, so you'd take it out in the back. No, oh, how, so. how how generous. Yes. And that's something, you know, archaeologists <laughs> love to look for. I mean, they aren't just dirty. They're not going to throw it out the front. They're going to throw it out the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if an archaeologist did come and start digging there, do they have a pretty good idea of what they might find? Or is that the whole point of who knows? It's just a treasure hunt. I mean, a bit of both. Usually you're looking, you know, they like... Uh, outhouses, for instance, that was usually where you would dump a lot of your trash, but you would know kind of your time period already of what you're expecting. So you would know, you know, are there probably glass, china, bone, anything that's not going to decompose, that's what you're going to end up finding. And um, so, yeah, you would look for something like that and uh, an access point, either of that or like there again in the alleyway, you'd probably look for either an outhouse or, you know, was there a marked dump somewhere it so. might be it might be cool to recreate that um that well in front of city hall mm-hmm. you know uh, maybe have a fountain or something just to commem- commemorating uh the fact that people used to tie up their horses right there and and walk on into whatever it was the bakery mm-hmm. or um man I, and i haven't really ever thought about what's underneath all this concrete and pavement and that we've been laying all throughout these years you know there's a lot of since this has been downtown forever, we just laid over whatever, whatever trash or or uh, history was underneath the, the mm-hmm. dirt. So that's kind of interesting. There's even a photograph, and I can't remember the exact address, but there's even a photograph on Broadway. And there again, this was back when Broadway was still dirt, and there were two fake graves made. Um, it was it was a joke, but it was made in uh, dedication to the two business owners that had. Um, and I think it was more on the the east side of Broadway, down on the on the fourth four hundred block. For they're just giving the business owners a hard time. Or yeah, pretty much, what? pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, so you you never know what you're going to unearth if uh, if you were to excavate under. But it's really a time capsule. Um, it's huh. it's a way to preserve history as long as you don't excavate and you don't haul that that material off mm-hmm. it's going to stay it's still be there for hmm. time memorial so we've learned about the history of the budget shop history of now both buildings on on city hall um sounds like they threw their trash out the back of these buildings um out of out of politeness um but we had well wells in front of city hall wells in back of city hall mm-hmm. um did you did you cover all you wanted to cover with with four seventeen? Well, four seventeen that was a originally there was a, the the drug and jewelry store, um, and then uh, l- later there was a hardware and harness shop. Um, they also around nineteen oh three to nineteen thirteen, the drug st- shop uh, prided themselves in tobacco, 
uh, cigars and fine candies. Um, 1921, it becomes the Petty John Drug Company. In the 50s to 70s, it became the uh, Duck Walls. And an interesting point about Duck Walls is that Duck Walls was kind of a, a, a mercantile and uh, it was well known. It, it was a chain. Uh, later, the Alco company would purchase Duck Walls and then move basically across the street where uh, JNS liquidation has right north of Scraps. And that would become the where Alco first located. Ways, after ways, they up, purchased ways up the road. Duck though, walls. Right? Correct, yeah, correct. Yeah. Mm. Huh. So Alco was, was here. I, I imagine, I assume Alco is a franchise. It was, it was. Okay. And I, they probably went out of business when you were young, but Alco was kind of the predecessor to say Walmart. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I have, I have a few memories of, of Alco. So I'm, I'm young, but at least Alco is <laughs> in my blood. So, <laughs> um, and now, so duck walls, I've heard a lot about duck walls from, um, I think buddy table was talking to us about duck walls, or at least I've, I just remember that name cause it's so interesting. Um, what, what is duck? What was duck walls? Just duck walls was, you know, there again, it was just kind of a, um, a general merchant or uh, mercantile. Uh, they had a little bit of everything, you know, probably, um, if they didn't have it, you didn't need it. Um, there again, it was the kind of the precursor to, uh, <laughs> Walmart. And, uh, so yeah, it would be, That's you hilarious. know, the Walmart of the day. If they didn't have it. You didn't need it. Yep. That should be a, a <laughs> slogan for some business. You know, I'm going to start telling that to people who walk into state farm and we don't if, have, yeah, have, if it. we don't have it, you don't need it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's good. So at what point then, um, did the city take over the building? Do you know? Yeah, actually, the uh, the city took that over around the uh, late or the mid '60s, 1963, okay. and um, that was actually uh, when uh, the Moffat Company gave that over to the city to be, turn that into the city hall, and then the bank next door became the police station. Okay, okay. So they bought all three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, or Moffitt, all, of the, all Moffitt of those locations, gave, right? Okay. I don't know what the, how the transaction took place. I don't know if it was sold or yeah. gifted. But okay. mm-hmm. and the Moffat Company, do you know what that that was, or is that just what the records state? What sure. Record? So, well, let's let's go then to the next address. Okay. Uh, let's go to um, four nineteen, which is now the police station. Yeah, and that was originally a grocery store. Um, and then originally the Moffat brothers built the Moffat national bank. It was the oldest bank in Pawnee County at the time. And then, uh, that would eventually become the national bank and trust. And it was remodeled in 1929 to 1930. So it has its modern or well, the, the look that you see today was from that, was from that remodeling. And so that style, let me backtrack. The other buildings that, that we have on that block are kind of your generic Midwest, all red brick um, structure called kind of the Chicago style. That building, the police department, 417, is unique in that it has the columns out front mm-hmm. and you know you have that ornate cap on the top. And that was kind of your Greek or Roman um, Renaissance style. And so that's why if you look at the very top, it still says first national bank. Mm-hmm. And that was from the Moffitts and that and bur- it's cement, right? If I recall, right. That's all. It's like a stucco type looking. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's made to look like it's marble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would that have been a more expensive 
Oh yeah, absolutely. But you, there again, you see so many, uh, a lot of times, usually banks and other communities that have similar looks. You, you really want to kind of set yourself apart and set yourself as a kind of a prominent business in the downtown. As you and I have talked, the other, so the, the chamber used to, I don't think we've talked about the chamber, current day chamber, um, they're building on this podcast formally yet, but that used to be a, a bank as well. And it mm-hmm. had a unique structure. Um, but we ultimately along the way changed, changed the look. So that tells me that this, this unique structure of the police station was probably built well, mm-hmm. well enough to where even right now it looks solid. There's not a, I, that I can recall any like cracks or anything like that. So imagine Correct. that construction was pretty solid on that. Correct. Well, you know, the base of it is, of course is brick. It's, mm-hmm. it's the same kind of brick as the rest of the, of that block. Mm-hmm. Um, and the interesting thing about that is that's the first national bank. You were mentioning the chamber and the chamber was the first state bank. Okay. And so the Moffitt's, uh, the Moffitt brothers, the, the, the bank sold that then. Uh, it was in business from 1896 to 1963, and that's when they turned it over to the city to become the police station in the okay. city hall. Uh, around that time, of course, this is the 60s and 70s, so you start to see a lot of mar- modern architecture forming. And so uh, a lot of the banks – at one time, Larnett had a, a major n- – or a serious number of banks, I think five at one time. Yeah. And uh, so you know there was a lot of money in town. And, uh, so, uh, you know, people are looking forward, people are looking, becoming modern and progressive. And so that's why you start to see more modern banks, like what you see farmers and you start to see like what is now fusion, formerly first state bank. Um, you start to see those building during that period. Okay. But, uh, yeah, going back then to the police station, um, an interesting side note, uh, I'll be producing an article here in a little bit or in the next few weeks about this particular robbery. But 1927, um, that bank was the site of the, one of the Flegel robberies and the Flegel brothers were famous bank robbers in Western Kansas and Colorado. Really? Mm -hmm. So I won't give too much of that story right, uh, right now, but uh, some, uh, some of your (laughs) listeners will already be familiar with it, but um, you'll have to wait and we'll post that on Facebook and that'll also be in the tiller. What were their oh, names yeah. again? The Flegel Brothers. The Flegel Brothers. Mm-hmm. Huh. So all you said, uh, Colorado and Kansas. They, they just Colorado, Kansas, around. Nebraska, and California. Yeah, they got mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the flashy front actually attracted probably the robbers. Probably. Wow. Well, you got five banks to choose from. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, a heist. We. I, I feel. I feel a movie coming on. We've. we've we ventured down the podcast. Might as well just start a movie about everything that we've learned. About the Flegel. <laughs> yeah. Flegel brothers. That that has movie written all over Flegel. Yeah, it really does. Well, they were they didn't have the notoriety of other robbers of the time, oh. you know, either, you know, you have the you have uh the many famous families in the 1880s, 1890s. And then they were right before like Bonnie and Clyde and Babyface and mm. all of the the famous uh, robbers of the 1930s or the outlaws, I should say, of the 1930s. But, um, yeah. And unfortunately their story was short lived, you know, they, their, their career of crime was, was only within 
about a five-year span hmm. and uh, came to a, a pretty uh, horrific demise. But um, Man, you are setting us up. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm about ready to, to break into the trail center and get the story is what I'm about to do because that's, that's exciting stuff. So, you know, it, I just found it ironic then when, when after all that, you find out, you know, within the next uh, 25 years approximately, the police station moves into that very yeah. building. So it's oh, kind of interesting. Cool. Um, so moving north, then we have what is now, um, pretty much an abandoned building, let's say, but that's where Lindy's vintage attic is. Uh, so anybody that's visiting Larned or here in Larned, they'll see that as the antique shop. Right. Um, It says it's got a green sign on it, um, with peeling words that say antique, mm -hmm. um, empty empty right now right um it, it was interesting bec because for a very short period of time there was a narrow alley and there was an address listed on one of the uh, sanborn fire maps that actually listed that as a uh, there was a, a a sewing or there was a sewing company a labeled sewing machine uh, in the 1884 drawing in the alley between that and the next building north mm -hmm. so i would assume that meant that they were on the second floor uh, 1887, the building is then listed as a drug and grocery store, and uh, there were offices on the second floor. And uh, interestingly enough, um, that was stayed as a as a grocery store through about the 70s. It became a bookstore. It was actually an antique and bookstore. And then uh, closer to, I think, the late 70s, early 80s, I heard there was a, a Christian bookstore called Noah's Ark's Books, and then it's currently occupied by Lindy's uh, Vintage Attic. Okay. So when did it go from the Christian bookstore to the Lindy's Attics? That I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I would assume probably in the 90s. I don't know how long it's been vacant. Hmm. So. What's interesting is every one of these buildings, I believe, that you've talked about today, so all the way from the budget shop. Has been a grocery store? Has been a grocery yep. store, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. at one point. Yep. Huh. I noticed the same thing. Well, the further north you go... And even over right now, we're only focusing on the west side of Broadway, mm -hmm. but even on the east side, it amazed me looking at the maps, reading all of the, the directories, how many restaurants there were at different times, how many different uh, druggists there were, uh, lots of grocers. Um, and it would be interesting because a lot of times you'd even have like a clothier on one side of the street and then their competition was on the exact opposite. So. Wow. Um, it's uh, you stare at each other all day. Mm -hmm. Nothing can drive you like a little bit of competition staring you in the face. Very true. Um, okay, so is that talking about the antique shop? Is that have we reached modern day? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're modern day there. Okay. Okay. So then, finally, there on the corner, which is where Cook's Customs is, and yes, uh, and shout out to their. I think that's the newest business downtown. We need to have them on. Yeah, um, but I've heard great things and. Um, Cook's Customs. They uh, they have a boutique shop, I mm -hmm. believe, Western Western Wear, um, and then also screen printing and embroidery, I believe. So um, great to have them downtown. Yep. And that's another interesting building too. You know, right before that, it was the break room bar, but uh, interestingly enough, it started off as a general store. Um, there was millinery, so a hat shop uh, at the very back of the building. Uh, which would have been what is that Fifth Street? So it probably the entry would have been over there on Fifth Street. I think there's still an entry way on, okay. that, on that back side. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of split up. Have you been there, Jared? You, it's been a while since I've been in the back. But you can. 
uh, even on the outside, you can see a yeah. entry on that on that backside. I think it used to be like a, a separate bar. Mm-hmm. But, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Oh no. Um, then it was Landauer's uh, department store for a number of years, beginning at least 1932. Um, upstairs, there was listed a doc- Dr. R.C. Maine. He was a chiropractor. Um, then uh, there was also uh, Crawford and Crawford Insurance. Um, later, that business would become the uh, – so downstairs on the main floor, the Landauer's, which if you look in the early photographs of Larned, um, that was a very ornate and very – a brilliantly decorated building. You were talking about painting buildings and that building had a number of murals on the outside, advertising everything that they had available in that store, hats, clothing, you name it, shoes. And, uh, so mm. they were, they were, um, brilliant, I think, in, in how they marketed themselves. Yeah. And then, uh, some more recently. Oh, and one other interesting thing is that in the basement of that, uh, there was also a listed a gunsmith. So, um, you know, I wouldn't imagine having a gunsmith in the basement, but yeah. I suppose, um, you know, they need a place to work as well. So, uh, but yeah, that was Lynch's drug store for a number of years up through the seventies or eighties. And, uh, actually I think more recent than that. Um, and forgive me if, if, if for everybody that's listening for, uh, for my incorrect dates there, but, uh, uh, someone recently told me that they were best known for their comic book collection that, uh, Lynch's, if you needed a comic book, that was the place to go. At the drugstore, huh? At the drugstore, yep. And uh, so uh, that is also another interesting building. It originally, it had a beautiful um, kind of a Victorian cap on the top, and then more recent times that was removed. And if you look at the, the building today, it's kind of got a brutalist or a very, very modern, you know, mid-century um, facade on the front. Right. But um a lot of these buildings at one time, uh, and this was back in the 1880s, 1890s, a lot of those had beautiful semi-permanent awnings that were on the out front, on the front for shade, for cooling. You know, you didn't have air conditioning, so you wanted to make sure that that intense sun wasn't coming in your storefront. They also had the wood plank sidewalks. Today we have concrete sidewalks. We've lost a lot of those facades. Mm-hmm. We've lost a lot of those awnings that were out there. The other thing about that address is that um, it has an external stairway. A lot of your businesses either had an internal stairway that was usually divided between the two buildings, mm-hmm. but that one has an external stairway, which gave you access then to all of the businesses upstairs. So you had optometrists, mm-hmm. you had dentists. You so had- that that metal one that's on the side there, that's mm-hmm. not necessarily – that newer do you think that's original yes yes really? probably at least when i don't know how old that stairwell or that stairway is mm-hmm. but several of the uh, businesses here in or the buildings here in larned you'll see especially on on the the ones that face the street mm-hmm. they do have an external stairway that usually grants granted you access it wasn't just for fire escape it was also to access the businesses upstairs well the the upstairs of that if i recall that that corner building's a taller building than the mm-hmm. other ones. It is. So it was there reasoning behind that originally of just was it just that ornate of a building that they wanted it to be bigger um, originally? A lot of your businesses, if they were two story or more, uh, you would rent out that second floor. It either was an apartment or a series of apartments for whoever owned the building. Or a lot of times they would divide those up and then you'd have business offices or p- apartments or a combination. So up there, for instance, you can still make out uh, if you've ever been on the second floor of that building. And I know that building burned a few years ago, mm-hmm. the second floor. But if you notice on that, uh, if you can ever 
get upstairs, uh, you'll see that there were a number of businesses. Uh, there's usually a main hallway, and then uh, that gives you access to all of the individual mm-hmm. businesses. Um, the other thing is that building also had a basement. I believe they had a soda fountain, but that basement had a coal chute. And a lot of these heated with coal. A lot of the businesses downtown heated with coal. And so that you had a coal chute that um, originally, before they capped that with concrete for a sidewalk, you would dump your coal in through a coal chute down into the basement, and then you'd heat the building with coal. Wow. I That's funny because I don't even let Alyssa burn candles in her house anymore. Because when we moved from Hayes, we were taking off our pictures from the wall, and you would have thought that we had been smoking cigarettes for like 30 years, just with all the candles that she had burned. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. It got on the walls, and I'm like, in our in the next house that we're in, we're not lighting candles, and I've stood to it. So I can't imagine a coal-heated place and just how much soot was, mm-hmm. was throughout that building. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of why they're trying to outlaw. <laughs> Sorry, that's why they're trying to outlaw propane stoves. Um, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add? To, a couple to- of items. I just wanted to give a. Uh, I just wanted to say that. Um, a lot of our information uh, actually comes from a uh, researcher that used to help us. She was a volunteer out at the trail center. Her name was Carol Walker. Unfortunately, she recently passed. So I just want to uh, mention her and, and yeah. thank her for all of the work that she provided us. Yeah. And then um, another, another item was that right there at the intersection of fifth um, street and Broadway, there used to be called uh, Dewey square. It was a, it was a veterans memorial and you'll recognize it. If you look at any of the early photos of Larned, you'll see a tall flagpole that was right in the middle of the, uh, of the street. And that was before the street was paved and narrowed. But, um, we'll talk about Dewey, sorry, Dewey square at some other time. Okay. Well, Dewey square, I'm trying to think of our actual, uh, podcast picture because I, I don't know if I, I don't know if it's our actual podcast picture or not. I've looked at so many pictures of Lauren and old Lauren, but you can see in those pictures, um, that big flagpole right in the middle. I'm like, wow, that's wonder why you just, it kind of takes you back whenever you see these pictures. What was the decision-making on some of these things to, to tear down this or to tear down that or, uh, discontinue that. So, um, I guess they'll probably think that one, 30 years, 50 years, 100 years from now, um, looking back at the pictures of the old um, opera house building, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just unfortunately time time goes on. And if with enough neglect or enough change, um, I guess your, your landscape kind of adapts. But guys, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, hope you enjoyed the content. We always love hanging around Seth. He provides so much. Um, insight to what our downtown was and he always does it with a smile on his face so we appreciate him thank you for your time Seth Um, thank you listeners for tuning in we'll catch you next week we want to thank you for joining us on today's episode of the downtown learner podcast we hope that this episode has both blessed and encouraged you if you haven't yet go like our Facebook page and leave a comment with your biggest thoughts and takeaways from this week's episode Have a great rest of your week. God bless.